Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation. The podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Jo. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here, we take you to the next level of your journey mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Good evening. Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. How the heck are you? I hope you're well. I am happy to be here with you tonight. I appreciate you stopping in and having a listen. I also want to welcome the newcomers. Just warning you that I feel like I'm always warning you guys. I have a six month old kitten who is very, very active and makes a lot of noise. (laughs) I am um, taking care of him for my dear friend. He's a great kitty, but he just is a very, very active. So he's always kind of up in my face and biting wires and everything else. So we'll see how this goes. Keeping my fingers crossed that we can get through this. Anyways, so I recently had a friend approach me with concerns about his dating life. Now he's only about 26 years old and he was kind of questioning what he was doing wrong. If there was something that he could change and this whole online dating thing, he was questioning, is it really for him? You know, is his approach wrong? So, you know, I haven't been in the dating arena for an extremely long time, but I know it's not easy out there and especially for the younger generation. So I thought it would be a good idea to kind of get into the topic tonight. And before I do though, I just don't want to say that online dating is not anything you need to resort to. There is plenty of ways to meet new people. You can go to meetup.com. Well, here in America, I don't know what else is out there in other countries, but meetup.com, there's so many different groups of people with the same hobbies, the same interest. You could start your own meetup there. It's a great way to meet new people. There's singles there as well. There's single groups. You can go, they go hiking, they go dancing, there's spiritual groups, there's traveler group, there's a hiking group, all kinds of different stuff. So go check that out. I think that that's a great place as well to start and also join classes, do things that you've never done before. You know, even if you're not, if you've never done it, join an art class, join a yoga class, join Pilates. I mean, if you're a guy and you're interested in women, that's kind of the place to go. (laughs) And for the women, I think it's, you know, go join CrossFit. It's endless. I just think that we need to start putting ourselves back out there in person rather than doing this whole online thing. I think that there's more genuine connections that can take place in in person. And I'm not saying that you're not going to meet anyone 
or have a great connection online, absolutely. I've met some amazing people, but if it's not working out for you, there's, there's definitely other ways. Let's get into the topic tonight. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word dating? Is it romance, love, cute text, and intimate moments that just make you forget the rest of the world? Just you and your partner in this little fairy tale. <laughs> Well, we got to come back to reality. I mean, is dating really this easy? And I'm sure that most of you would agree. The answer is no. In today's materialized world where relationships are slowly losing significance and what appears to be like practically the entire human race is searching for happiness and they're searching for happiness in material things material objects. Things like dating and marriage have become quite complex. So technology also has to play a contributing role here as well. I mean, let's just look at all the apps out there, especially ones like Instagram or even Snapchat. So what's happening is that we're starting to put so much more emphasis on capturing that picture perfect moment that picture perfect photo that we can throw online and show to the world, right? (laughs) Instead, we should be actually living through these moments, being present, enjoying those times and cherishing those times instead of worrying about, you know, taking the photo and the right lighting and the right position and all that stuff. And the thing is that when we start to do things just for the sake of social media, let it be posting cute, but sometimes fake couple pictures on Instagram, or maybe even portraying that overly, you know, those, those overly glorified pictures of dating and romantic love, you eventually start to lose touch with each other and you stop doing things for each other. The things that keep that relationship alive, full of love and joy. But when the couples are so caught up in worrying about, you know, being so concerned about what the external world sees, you know, that's kind of when the breakdown of the relationship takes place. We have to be present in the relationships that we're in for it to be true and authentic. Now let's move on to all of these fancy dating apps that are starting to gain more and more popularity. You know, there's always new ones popping up and (laughs) these apps can really make dating so much more confusing. Do you swipe right or do you swipe left or do you not swipe at all? So online dating, it definitely can appear to be convenient, but at times I think the virtual experience isn't as fulfilling. And then, you know, there's always that risk of of the 21st century nightmare getting catfished. (laughs) How often does that happen all the freaking time? So yes, 
I think in short, dating is hard. It really is. But is it harder for guys? I do think that many would agree that while women find it difficult, very difficult <laughs> to navigate their way through through this journey too, men can at times find themselves at even greater pressure with certain things. You know, trying to find that balance between tradition and the new modern man identity, right? Do you pay the bill after dinner? Because tradition says that makes you a gentleman. But yet, what if your partner really likes their independence and they believe in the 50-50 split? Should it always be on one person? Should it always be on the guy? I don't really think so, but others might. You know, it really all depends on who you're dealing with. So finding the right balance between that tradition and modernism, it can be difficult. And if you're really not good at communicating things well, it can become challenging and sometimes land you in awkward situations, I suppose. I think that there's also more pressure on guys to initiate things, you know, all the firsts. Is it, is it too early? Am I late? Are we supposed to take things slow? Have we waited too long? You know, and the pressure can really be intense. And, and really, there's a lot that, that can go wrong between those questions and moments. I think that the only solution lies in communication, making sure that you're both on the same page and really never compromising on the element of consent, especially when it comes to physical intimacy. In general, I think, let it be guys or girls, you know, dating can be what I'd call a tricky social situation, right? You need to put yourself in a vulnerable position, get to know a new person, somehow try to impress them while being your true self and leave some kind of a major brilliant first impression. And doing all this is extremely overwhelming, right? Especially when you're, you're at that stage where you're not quite sure if they like you back. The dating market can be pretty stressful, I would say. But, you know, at the same time, if you end up meeting the love of your life, everything would eventually be worth it, right? So how do we know we're ready for dating? I think that it's pretty hard to tell whether or not you're ready for dating because getting into a relationship is quite a commitment, right? I mean, it's more than just that physical intimacy and it requires emotional involvement and maturity. However, there's a few things that, you know, we need to keep in mind, a few questions that we can ask ourselves that will help us decide whether or not we're in a position to get someone else involved in our life. And I know you've heard me talk about this probably a zillion times, but for the newcomers, you know, the first and foremost thing you need to keep in mind is that it's absolutely essential for you to be happy before you start dating. And if you're not happy and at peace with yourself, you're really not ready to enter the dating world yet. And I know that we all hear from, from friends or family telling us that we'd be happier, maybe more content in life with 
uh, a romantic partner by our side. Hell, I've even heard people say, oh, romantic love can help heal past trauma and depression. Honestly, don't fall for the trap. If you're not happy before getting into a relationship, chances are you're not going to be happy after you're in it. Okay? You're just going to end up making many things more difficult for both you and your partner. So if there's one thing we know for sure, it's that we don't go out looking for happiness in others. And we certainly don't step into the dating world until and unless we are content with who we are as independent individuals. It's rare You see so many people that cannot be alone. And then they wonder why their relationships don't end up working out. Because they're just looking for a warm body. You know, entering a relationship when when you're already happy. It makes the experience so much more enjoyable. You don't come with a ton of emotional baggage. Or with unrealistic expectations of somehow you know, getting all healed by a partner. The truth is, you know, no matter how bitter it might sound, your partner is not a magician who has the power to heal you fully. And while these false expectations make some people a little more hopeful, it really always ends up in a really bad mess and heartbreak. Trust me, you don't want to Push yourself to a state where it becomes challenging to pick up all the pieces and become whole again. You don't want that. And of course, while I say this, I don't mean to suggest that relationships can't really bring joy and comfort on those dark days, you know, with a partner who's, who understands you and, and is willing to invest in you emotionally. Absolutely. You can face the hardest storms and those downfalls and emerge up stronger. But a relationship can only give you all of this if that bond between you and your partner is strong enough based on that mutual love and respect, which is difficult if one of you doesn't come into the relationship already happy and complete. So once you've you've reached that, that stage of life where you found that contentment and happiness in yourself, We have to ask ourselves, have we moved on from past relationships or do we still let bitter exes decide how we view love and intimacy? And this is very important because if you start dating again and you're still carrying negative feelings that are associated with previous relationships that ended up horribly or badly, you're never going to be able to, to give your hundred percent in that relationship. Because you're allowing the past to to take that power from you. And you need 100% of your power to be in a relationship, right? So don't let your past dictate your present. Make sure that you never take out that frustration of an ex on your current partner. Or maybe make them suffer in any way. You know, naturally, if you've been cheated on by a previous partner... (sighs) 
It often happens where people get a bit possessive, maybe controlling in relationships, but that's not okay, right? Like we've talked about, I think it was the last episode or before, we really need to give our partner space and create healthy boundaries, you know, checking phones or tracking locations. It will be fruitless, you know, if they love you, they're going to stay regardless but having constant suspicion, that's going to turn anybody away. It's a turnoff, you know, which leads to the downfall of a relationship. A healthy relationship, let it be romantic or otherwise, always consists of people who are given and are willing to give room to others so that they can grow unjudged and still be loved. Coming to more practical aspects of the dating life, like time and money. Now I know many people like to believe that when love happens, it happens, right? Everything falls into place and nothing else matters. (laughs) Now, while this might be true for some cases, a little bit of planning and organization wouldn't hurt, right? So before you step into this world of dating, Make sure that you're financially stable. I mean, things like losing a job or going bankrupt aren't exactly fun. So just imagine going through the turmoil while you're already facing the challenges that come along with forming a new relationship. And chances are that you're going to fail at both. We also need to understand that dating, it takes a lot of time. You know, are you really ready to make that kind of investment? Is cutting down on work hours a possibility? Make sure that you answer all of these questions so that you really don't end up wasting your own time or the time of a potential partner. Earlier, we discussed how dating today has become so much more complex. But have you ever paused to wonder why? (laughs) In my opinion, I think the answer to this question is, is quite simple. And the problem isn't as big as we've made it to be. It's incredibly important, though, that we recognize these problems because without doing so, we can never really find the appropriate solutions, right? So one of the primary reasons why dating is becoming problematic today is because We have started to worship our egos (laughs) somewhere in the pursuit of individualism, right? We started to move towards a very dangerous mindset, one that refuses to allow us to become more accommodating towards others. Don't get me wrong. I truly believe that it's important to, to create those healthy boundaries right? It's important to also not let your partner completely disregard your integrity in the name of love. It's important to give them space, to listen to yourself, but worshiping your ego, never making the first move, refusing to apologize, you know, not saving a relationship, even when you know it's worth saving in the long run, All of this is just going to end up hurting you. 
And sometimes saying sorry first, making the first conversation after a few silent days, can save a lot of heartache. Imagine losing a good loyal partner only because we're too egotistic to maybe accept our mistake and apologize. Or maybe because we're too self-centered to maybe, you know, accommodate some of their needs. And always remember that a healthy relationship isn't just based on mutual love, trust, and respect, but also on the willingness to sometimes compromise for others. And this works both ways and it can take many forms. For example, If you know your partner's busy until maybe six or seven, you arrange for a date at nine, even if you prefer to go to sleep earlier. And then at other times, they can take time out of their hectic schedule to have an earlier evening for you. So accommodating the needs of the other person doesn't necessarily imply that you're sacrificing on aspects of self-love. Relationships really require nurturing. Dating takes effort. Dating takes investment. Investment of time, emotional connection, and the willingness to understand the other person. Many of us fail to recognize this before we get, you know, before we start dating which can lead to problems, which makes the experience problematic to say the least. But then again, if you look at it from that perspective, the solution is simple. You really just need to be more considerate and empathetic. You know, if you're dating the right person, you wouldn't mind making a few compromises. And the right person, of course, they wouldn't mind doing the same for you. Overall, it's going to make the dating experience healthier for both of you. And really, even if things don't work out in the end, and you decide to part ways, you'll leave with good memories and something that was worth it while it lasted. A lot of times when when these relationships don't work out, we feel like it's the other person. The other person wasted our time. If the dating period lasts maybe six months, that appears to be six months down the drain. But it really doesn't have to always be that way. You know, relationships might not end up working out. But think about that period of time that it did last. Didn't it bring joy and comfort? Didn't it bring you happy memories? and maybe not a lifetime of grudges. The goal here is simply just to make sure that your experience during a relationship is good enough, that it leaves you with zero regrets or any emotional baggage of any kind, even if you guys chose not to continue it any further. And this is only really possible when you carefully build a healthy relationship with the right balance between the boundaries and the compromises, self-love and loving your partner. I think we need to remind ourselves that, you know, good relationships don't happen overnight. 
there's a lot of thought that goes into it, a lot of effort, even struggle, emotional maturity. And why there's no one way of doing it right, there are certain things that you should be careful of and certain things that you should avoid. For example, you shouldn't overwhelm your partner with too much information or too many questions at the first few dates. You know, having clear expectations about what you want from an intimate partner, this is great. But laying out your 10-year plan on the first date with a, a list of qualities that you expect them to have, this isn't the greatest idea. Actually, relationship expert Emma Kenny suggests that doing this can be pretty intimidating. And it can also mean that you don't have the opportunity to see how things would fall into place naturally with that person. However, if you're looking for a casual hookup, right? Nothing too serious. Just make sure that they're aware that that's your intention. So you don't end up wasting their time. Just be honest, right? Similarly, being too rigid in what you want right from the start can kill romance. So it's probably best to leave that checklist home, <laughs> you know, on, on what you want in a partner. It's definitely not a great idea to interview them so you can tick these things off of the checklist. I think it's important to, to know whether or not your potential partner is financially stable or their idea of what they have in their mind when it comes to a family life. But don't just go and ask someone how much they make or how many kids they prefer having in the future. It's really awkward for some people. You know, it puts the other person in an uncomfortable situation and can be a major turnoff. And I have experience with this because I remember going on a date a long time ago, many, 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 many moons ago. And I remember being questioned. And even on the first date, I remember him saying, and he was serious, like he was serious. He said, you're going to have my baby and we're going to have kids and I'm thinking to myself, buddy, this is not happening and I need to get the hell out of here. So just be really careful on how you approach uh, a potential partner. Another thing that a lot of people really struggle with, I think, is acting natural. You know, the idea of putting on some kind of performance, kind of, it's like being on your best behavior during those early stages in a relationship can be very tempting. You know, you try to look your very best the whole time. You pretend to be cool and funny enough so that they fall in love with you. But really, is it practical? No, you know, you can't continue to, to fake this way through the relationship for a lifetime. So why not just be authentic right from the start? And I know that it sounds cliche, but just be yourself. That's one major advice that I give to some of the younger kids. Like, just be yourself. If you're trying to be with a girl, that's what we want to see. 
you know, a lot of uh, guys, especially, you know, they feel that they need to, I don't know if it's the ego, I guess it is, you know, to look a certain way or be a certain way to impress women, but that's women appreciate authenticity. I know that I do anyway. And really, if you think about it, if you have to fake your your way and you can't really be yourself, then you're not with the right person. Not learning from past relationships is another huge no-no, right? Look back at your previous relationships and really figure out what led to that downfall. Why did it die? Ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? Am I dating people that are emotionally unavailable? Or do I struggle to respect boundaries? Remember, you know, it's okay to be at fault, but only as long as you're ready to accept your feelings, right? And more importantly, ready to fix these things that maybe you might have failed with in past relationships. Because if we really fail to learn from our mistakes in, in our past relationships, chances are those patterns will repeat again and, and again, leading to the same result. Lastly, I think taking things at a very fast pace, it's also something that we really need to try and stay away from. You know, that dopamine rush that comes along with a new relationship. This can tempt us to achieving all the major milestones as quickly as we can, right? Telling someone you think that they're the one or your dream soulmate might appear romantic in your head, (laughs) you know, but in real life, it can sound kind of overwhelming or even cheesy to some people. And if the person you're, you're dating likes keeping things more realistic or practical, this is something that could scare them and, and really turn them off. So we hope that this podcast episode helps you navigate your journey in your dating world, you know, better. And that if you're just about to give up or maybe hopeless that you're never going to find true love or create a healthy, intimate relationship with someone, that this episode has given you some strength to get back out there again. It will happen for you. It's just got to be the right timing. I believe in divine timing. I'm a big believer in this. So yeah, you'll, you'll meet the right one. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and, and just a huge thank you for those who keep coming back. I really, I feel you and I, I really send you so much love and light. I appreciate that. So also want to thank Mabashir Makim for helping me with this episode. And yeah, I think that's a wrap for this evening. I look forward to coming back very soon. Take care, sending me to the bottom line.